All right. So welcome to Water Mouth. I didn't pull up my thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should probably know it by now, you'd think, right? I've Only said once it a week. Enough times. You've said it once a week for the past two and a half months. All right. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Water Mouth. The show that talks about fitness, nutrition, and life from three average athletes that have no business doing so. I'm your host, Michael, and I'm joined with my two gym besties, Cassie and Ashley. Today, we're going to let Ashley take the driver's seat as we discuss her favorite topic, meal prep. I actually have no idea if that's your favorite topic. I just said it was. Oh, no. I didn't know I was in the driver's seat. Oh, you are. Her favorite topic is her back. Yeah, that's that's actually fair. <laughs> Pretty soon I'm going to have no personality. I'll have nothing to talk about because my back will be fine. <laughs> uh, I just did that with CrossFit. Yeah. Oh, you work out? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Hold my white claw. So I guess if we were just going to jump into meal prepping, I'll give a little history on like my meal prepping. And then we can, I guess, just kind of chat about it chat about your guys's meal prepping or not meal prepping or or general healthy eating etc just eating food because not everything you eat needs to be healthy but I, I never even like knew what meal prepping was until I started at was craft and crossfit now revival and I've really been into it the last like two and a half years I was working out a lot I was showing up at the gym I was doing due diligence putting all the effort in but not really making any kind of gains or headway. I wasn't, my body wasn't changing the way I wanted it to. I felt like I had kind of been wasting my time and I would go in and I would see like, you know, I would see like Mary and and Sarah Latour and Sarah Jennings and all of these women that looked fucking jacked. And uh, I was just losing weight. Like I just wasn't. And you know, at that point in time, uh, I thought the skinnier I got, the better I was going to look. Turns out that was not the case. Chris Miller, who who was a coach at the time, asked me what I was eating. And I was like, well, you know, I get uh, Dunkin' Donuts for breakfast. And then I get a salad from Panera Bread for lunch. And then for dinner, I get grilled chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. And he was like, you need to stop doing that. He was like, you need to eat more than vegetables and chicken and one slice of bread a day or you're going to die. At which point, you know, I didn't believe him because I still believed I had to be, you know, 115 pounds to look great. Um, And then I started with M2 performance. I went on this trip to Costa Rica and and I came back and I was like, you know, fuck it. I'm going to put on some weight. I'm going to I'm going to try this. I'm going to see if it works. The buy in was really difficult for me. Mentally, it was really hard. They put my calories at like. 2200 a day I was I didn't know how I was gonna eat all that food and I knew I had to start meal prepping and then once I kind of got into the role of that and doing that every Sunday it kind of, I would look forward to it every week um, and then I, I gained the weight I wanted to I got better I got and I gained a significant amount of weight but I finally got the results I wanted to you know physically um, but over time it became more about my performance than anything but in order to really dial everything in it's almost like you're wasting I don't want to say you're wasting your time because your, your heart and your organ systems and your mental health is all like vastly improved by, by exercise. Um, But for me, nutrition was always the part I just really struggled with. Um, And I still do. If I don't, if I don't meal prep and have things ready for, for myself for the week, Uh, Cassie, I was saying this to you earlier, kind of like my whole week feels a wreck. I just, I feel time crunched. Uh, I'm spending a lot more money 
And I definitely don't feel as good in my workouts because I didn't have the quality control over my food that I wanted. And sometimes it's definitely fun just to get like trash food for like days in a row. I do enjoy that once in a while. It's, it's definitely improved, not just my fitness, not just my physique, not just my performance, uh, but like my personal life as well. And I feel like that's a lot to say for some chicken, rice and broccoli in a, in a container. I don't think you give yourself enough credit because it's not just chicken broccoli and rice in a container i've seen the shit that you're making and it looks delicious i i had done the meal prep thing for a while like went out bought the bento boxes and actually did the chicken rice and broccoli and the reason why i didn't stick with it is because chicken rice and broccoli is fucking boring by itself your page you have actual recipes like actual meals like like stuff that people are paying other companies to do and like put into a bento box you're doing for yourself and malcolm it looks good like i'm really particular about like how much protein is in stuff and like is the ratio of protein like high enough for me i'm a little snooty about that now every time you post something i'm like oh yeah i'd eat that like not just like from a that looks good standpoint but a nutrition standpoint as well I really appreciate that, Michael. When I first started, I actually ate the same meal for lunch every day for like four straight months. And it was taco turkey, quinoa and broccoli. And eventually I got sick of that. But it did take me a long time to kind of get the hang of how to meal prep so it isn't boring. And that can be really difficult. You know, Cassie, it's funny because Chipotle makes me think of you. (laughs) I went today and like, I, I got hungry for it because I was outside doing my core work. And you were like, I'm, I'm hungry. And I was like, Chipotle. Yeah, I've been known to frequent Chipotle once or twice a week or a month, mostly a week. But that's because it's good. Like it tastes good. You want to eat it. You look forward to eating it. Um, and no, you're not going to want to eat like plain rice, plain broccoli, plain chicken in a little container every single day. So one of the things once I got used to, and I do want to say you don't have to track macros to meal prep. I think that's a little bit of something people kind of forget they're like oh I don't do macros you know I don't count calories I intuitively eat you can still meal prep and do that Um, and I wish I would have caught on to that earlier because I would have saved a lot of money and time I'll I'll start my introduction to meal prepping and maybe you can tell me where I went wrong for the people listening so I did the thing like I told you bento box chicken rice broccoli and then I started like getting lazier and lazier I wasn't making rice anymore. I was throwing something else in there or like I got tired of broccoli or I would like make it all on Sunday by the end of the week. It would be kind of like sitting there in the fridge and I wouldn't want wouldn't want it. And then I would I'd throw it out or I'd like throw it in the freezer and then forget about it. And then I just started doing like other things that were like weren't really meal prepping. Like now my meals consist of me like going to Target or Harris Teeter or whatever grocery store I'm going to buying like soup canned chicken, a packet of tuna, and like whatever like other prepackaged shit I can get. And it's usually like pretty low price stuff. So I'm not really worried about the price of things. Like a can of soup's like a dollar. A packet of tuna is like a dollar. Canned chicken, a dollar. So that's like a $3 lunch right there. But it's going to get old. And it's probably not like the best choice, but it's also the easiest choice. And it's not. So I save money. I'm not eating complete garbage, but I am putting like minimal effort into it. No. And you know what? I think, um, I think there's nothing wrong with doing it the way you're doing it, Michael. For some people, it's going to be about that highly accessible food. Like you have a family to worry about, like you have multiple palates to worry about, you know, Malcolm will literally eat anything I make. It can be complete garbage. So I like never need to worry about, is he going to like it or is he not? 
Um, cause he'll eat it no matter what. For me, I'm definitely more picky. So I've definitely, I've done that where I have meal prepped something on, on Sunday. And then by like Tuesday, I just don't want this anymore. I think that's something going into it. You kind of have to accept that is going to happen sometimes and it's okay. It's not like you didn't fail at meal prepping. It doesn't mean everything you make, you're going to feel that way about. I guess my first tip, my number one thing would be to make a routine and have one or two days a week because not everybody wants to spend like I love spending my Sunday afternoon meal prepping like I look forward to it but not everybody wants to be cooking for like four hours so you can do two hours on a Sunday and maybe two hours on a Wednesday night Um, so you don't need to prep for a whole week if doing you know Monday Tuesday Wednesday is where you're going to start and then you're going to go back to you know buying your canned chicken and your canned tuna or honestly even eating out that's a phenomenal place to start because now you've had control over your diet for at least three days of the week or before you had almost zero control. Um, and it kind of gets you into a good habit and routine of eating things you've made at home. One of the things I've also done is like, I'll kind of make a mental note of something I made and didn't really like. So I just don't make it again. Um, and I know that sounds really obvious, but when you're meal prepping every week, you kind of end up with like a rotation of foods. And it is going to just take some time to figure that out. One way to kind of eliminate some of the work of, oh my God, what am I going to make this week? Me and I have a friend that meal preps as well. And we share a Pinterest page in, you know, one of us has like five or 10 minutes. We'll kind of scroll through on Saturday night and pin a bunch of different recipes that we kind of like. And then she'll make some and I'll make some and we'll kind of talk back and forth what worked, what didn't, what would we have changed Um, because we both enjoy it and kind of having that support system is really nice because she will text me, you know, I really need breakfasts. That was something we talked about the other day. And then I was like, oh, well, I actually went to Grumps and I got a yogurt parfait before the competition on Sunday. And I just forgot how much I enjoyed them. This last week I made yogurt parfaits for breakfast. So it doesn't have to be like spinach and chicken breast and like quinoa all the time. Like it was, you know, low fat vanilla yogurt with berries. And, you know, I went on Amazon and I got like hemp seeds and chia seeds. But like, you don't even need that. Put a little protein powder in it, mix it up. And it's like a very suitable breakfast. It doesn't need to be complicated. It just needs to taste good. For the parfaits, did you uh, make them all? Or did you go like night of or morning of? Or uh, that seems like something you wouldn't want, like seven of them chilling in your like fridge. But maybe, I don't know. I'm just... Honest, curious. Yeah, no. So uh, this is something I've done before the yogurt parfaits. So when I was going into work, I work about an hour from here. And then, you know, I'd be at work all day and then I had an hour drive home. So I knew I didn't want to be making them the night before every night. And I definitely wasn't going to be making them in the morning. So I just got little mason jars. Yogurt and fruit holds up really well um, in a mason jar on its own. If you're going to do bananas, you want to put them on the bottom and then the yogurt on top. So that way... Any kind of time you have like a fruit that is going to go bad when it's exposed to air, you want to put that on the bottom and then do like if it was a salad jar and you were doing apples, you put the apples on the bottom and then pour the dressing over it. The oil or the fat will kind of coat them and prevent them from turning. So I would do the fruit on the bottom and then the yogurt. And then in a separate little tiny container, I just portioned out all of my granola for the week. So that way the granola didn't get soggy because it will. And it'll be almost just like oatmeal. (laughs) 
But then I would just throw that in my lunchbox in the morning. And at, at, you know, when I'd get to work, I would just pour my granola into my mason jar. And it was like an instant parfait. I do something like a little bit similar, but it's not meal prepping. So like I will, I have been taking like overnight oats, but I will measure it all out the night before overnight. Um, and I also do like the granola, but I will also put that into like, I'll, cause I'm, I am counting macros. I will weigh it out. And I'll just put it into like one of those little stacks containers that like the, for the protein cups, I'll just put that next to it on the way into work. I, you know, I, I grab them before I leave for work, uh, which isn't technically meal prepping. I mean, I'm, I'm prepping it the night before, um, but it's like the same, the same concept. Like I have, I have all the stuff for the week that I'm going to be eating that week. It's just not always assembled beforehand. I usually assemble it the night before. Yeah. Like I, I make the oatmeal the night before. I also have been like weighing out my like pre-workouts. Cause when I get up in the morning, I grab those, I grab like my can of soup, my can of chicken, and my uh, tuna packet. And, uh, and I have all that. And usually those are actually really low calorie. Those like the, the soup, chicken and tuna, but it's by the nature of what the food it is. But like, because I'm doing overnight oats and I'll usually load it, that's usually like my heavy meal. I start off with the day, a lot of carbs, a lot of protein going at it. Cause it's like protein powder, oats, whatever other tasty stuff I want to throw in it. And then the granola for the extra texture. But like you said, I, you definitely don't want to be throwing that in ahead of time. Um, and a little pro tip for, I know protein oatmeal is like really big on Instagram. I see it constantly. Um, I didn't know this until I fucked it up a few times, cook your oatmeal with a little extra water and then stir in the protein powder or the, or the protein will actually cook into like little lumps of slimy hardness. And that's disgusting. Uh, uh, Something I do is, I mean, that, that sounds like that's all works awesome too. Something I also found that works is grabbing a little bit of water and mixing it into the protein, like no matter how much protein you're throwing into it. So um, a lot of times I'll mix protein powder into coffee but you definitely don't you'll get the clumps also if it's hot so i will put this much water into a cup put in whatever one or two scoops of protein and just blend it up real well and yeah like i wouldn't want to drink it because it would be heavy as hell right uh but when you throw the, the whole cup of warm coffee and it actually mixes together really well tastes more like a hot cocoa and i'll do that also if i'm if i'm making the the oatmeal with hot protein or uh, making hot oatmeal with protein no, that's, I'm going to try that because I don't do hot coffee, coffee very often. I do like, I'll do iced coffee, like cold coffee, ice, a scoop of chocolate protein. And then if you make blended beverages, it's a little bit annoying to order, but Xanthax gum, you can get it on Amazon. And it just, it's like what they use. It's a similar, or it is the same as what, as what they use in the uh, Starbucks, like base to make their frappuccinos stay together and not be like ice on top and then melted chocolate on the bottom so i do do that but i haven't i've never done that that almost sounds like making your protein powder into a creamer yeah it's definitely key to mix it really well before you add the hot coffee i have like one of the like little frother things i don't know what it is but you hit the button and it blends it up real nice yeah the things Trust me, it doesn't taste just like hot cocoa. Like you're going to be disappointed if you're expecting a cup of Swiss Miss, but it's a nice way to get like, you know, 30 grams of protein and just sip on it. Right. Right. I think there's also something else to be said for um, a lot of the comparison to what you see is like meal prepping on Instagram where it's, you know, somebody laying out all of these beautifully prepped containers that are every color of the rainbow. And, you know, it's these perfectly balanced meals 
Um, your meal prep doesn't have to look like that either. Sometimes it literally is like, what do I eat during the week? And, you know, kind of to circle back to the Chipotle bowls, I've made them multiple times um, at home. They're good. Like they don't, they're not exactly Chipotle because I think there's crack in Chipotle's like chicken. I'm pretty positive uh, and I don't have access to that. So, um, but I will just like, if I have something, I'm like, Ooh, this will be something I could eat multiple times. I'll try to find a way to recreate that. I think, I think Latinos and Latinas call that adobo. I know we call it a crack, but I think that's what it's called. I think it's called adobo. I actually have that. I do <laughs> <use> that. <laughs> um, speaking, speaking of adobo, um, that would be kind of pro tip number two. Whenever you're seasoning something, especially meat, if you think you've seasoned it enough, you have not. You haven't. It's not even close. Go double. Go triple. First of all, it's going to be sitting in the fridge for a few days. Um, But also people don't really realize how much flavor, especially meat, is going to lose as you cook it. And that was actually a a pro tip I got from one of the um, ladies who was giving out food samples at Wegmans. She was giving out samples of this chicken and it had this seasoning on it that was like amazing. And I was like, you know, I've used this seasoning and my chicken does not taste like this. And she was like, come here, let me let me show you the way. And she would like spray the meat down just real quick with uh, the nonstick spray and then pile like the seasoning on there and she was like but this is what's going to make it taste good she was like that teaspoon of salt in a recipe is just not enough I think people worry about using too much salt when they cook um, but you're never going to use as much as a restaurant does like if you think a tablespoon of salt for like three pounds of meat sounds like a lot it's not even close to what you're getting at a restaurant so don't be afraid to like season season well and also try try new recipes um, and try things you think you wouldn't like. Like I've definitely found some stuff. I made this like uh, Chinese five spice chicken that had, I didn't realize it was going to have like a licorice under flavor and I did not care for that. But like literally almost any other like ethnic dish I've tried to recreate has been 10,000 times better than like trying to meal prep like a burger. Here's my pro tip. You can microwave eggs. You can. I do not like the way microwaved eggs smell. You're an evil person if you're microwaving eggs near me. Well, I microwave them at work. So for me, I just kind of grab eggs and go. Um, it's either that or I'll hard boil them. But it, it's just easier just to grab it and go and then microwave it. I go through seasons of things where I will eat something every day for like a month or two. And then I won't touch it again. Eggs, hard-boiled eggs is one of those things. They're very easy to do, especially if you have a pressure cooker. Throw them all in, and in like seven to ten minutes, they're good. But then eventually I got sick of hard-boiled eggs. Eggs are a weird one. They're a come-and-go kind of food. If I have the time, I will fry eggs every morning. I could eat like a fried egg for every meal. I wouldn't get sick of it. Hard-boiled, there's something about that that, nah give or take it's the gold's gym in me so if i could eat eggs for every meal if i had to i bought uh those pre-cooked like pre-boiled eggs in the grocery store one time i was trying to i don't know i don't know why i did that i was trying to save the 15 minutes that hard boiling eggs takes that you don't need to pay attention to them or do anything i don't know why i cut that corner but i was like driving to work and i put one in my mouth and it was like rubber it was so disgusting i couldn't eat eggs for like almost a year after that I was like, that was just such a bad experience in my mouth. I think people start getting into meal prepping for the opposite reason I did. So I was doing it too, because I couldn't fit those calories in otherwise. 
Um, but I think a lot of people do it to try to to lose weight or to cut weight or, or lose body fat because it is easy to eat like out and get a lot of calories. I just was working four jobs. So I didn't have time, literally didn't have time to eat unless it was made and ready for me. But the one thing we talk about is it's so easy. You know, if you start looking up the the macros for different restaurants or even, you know, quick service places, you're getting so much fat in a lot of these dishes that you don't think you would, because when they're cooking, they're adding oil, they're adding butter, they're adding extra sugar, they're adding a lot. And then you're getting a dense amount of calories in a short amount of time where when you have the control over that, do you know how much chicken you would have to eat to get a hundred and like, or to get 2000 calories worth of just chicken in a day? Uh, yes, <laughs> I do. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's so much. I one time just figured out how much chicken do I would have to eat to keep me alive. And that was, uh, that was entertaining the ideal amount of calories that I would need to eat. And I think we came to the conclusion that was like one and a half chickens would have to die a day. (laughs) (laughs) And when you're meal prepping, I think you're going to notice that you feel fuller longer um, from the food that you make, because it's going to be so much more nutritious and so much more, you know, real food versus a lot of the, the processed food. I think, I think that was it. Like you're not eating processed food. I think that is a huge point. I'd like to highlight that. Sorry to interrupt, but I did want to (laughs) highlight that. And then I think there's also like a hierarchy of fast food as well. Like I don't personally consider Chipotle and Chipotle like fast food. To me, that's like a quick service meal. Um, And I've actually weighed out Chick-fil-A's food before and they're pretty gosh darn accurate. That's kind of another thing you can do with places like you know, Meza or Cava, Chipotle. When Malcolm was being really strict with his macros, we would order everything. If you order on the app, you can order everything on the side. And we just would weigh it out to see like what the portions really were. And they were, if you get it on the side, it's pretty close. But if you get it just in the bowl, your scoop of sour cream is like four servings of sour cream. The guac is like four servings of guac. You look at that little tiny container, that's a real serving. And I think you kind of get the portion distortion when you're eating out all the time and not cooking your own food. And I think it can be very shocking. Like the first time you actually weigh out 32 grams of peanut butter and see what two tablespoons of peanut butter is supposed to look like that rocked my world. I was depressed for like a week. Which is why you should use PB2 if you're mixing it into stuff because it's very low calorie and it goes a long way. You brought up a good point. How much fuller you're going to be on less calories because it's more nutrient dense and and less calorically dense. The thing I'd like to say is that I remember hearing one time, Grant, this is my YouTube, like Reddit PhD that I got from just scrolling the internet and I can't source it. So take it as you will. But I remember hearing that the average takeout meal or restaurant meal is like 1200 calories, which is probably from, you know, added fat, added sugar, right? To like hit the flip side of that, I have a static amount of calories that I try to eat a day and that that will change as the week goes on and on, but I'm, I digress on that. Going into the day, there's a static amount. It does not go up for activity. It does not go down. So once I use that up that budget, it's gone, right? And it was a couple of days ago. I don't know what had happened, but I was just hungry earlier on and I was making bad choices and I came home and I like looked at Catherine and I was like, I don't know what your plans are for dinner, but I am not involved in it. I've got less than 300 calories. And you look at that, you're like, what the fuck are you going to eat for 300 calories, right? Well, 
we had white potatoes and we had egg whites and I made a scramble. And I'll tell you what, you measure that out and weigh it. It was a shit ton of volume actually for just like a plain white potato and egg whites. I ended up being full on it and it, it was kind of eye-opening. Like you might not get the meal you want, but you might get the meal you need. Right. And you could do something like that. Like, I don't know if I would microwave egg whites, like the savage that Cassie is, but, but like potatoes and egg whites seem like a very easy meal prep thing to do. I'm not saying you should do that for every meal, but if you need a low calorie meal and you want to get a, and it, uh, with a, a ton of protein, that's always an option. I, I think meal prepping it may seem like you're like, like you're being restricted, you know, like you've only got to do certain things or whatever, but I think it's actually more freeing because it gives you more time to plan and it can give you more options, especially if you have goals. Like I have, a, I have, have a protein floor that I want to hit. I need to hit at least so many grams of protein and the rest I kind of fill in while staying underneath my calorie goal. I just need to make smart choices for breakfast. And I've already told you guys what I eat for lunch and those are usually protein heavy meals, right? And that kind of gives me more wiggle room when I come home and we decide we're going to like have pasta or something else. I can stay underneath that that goal without much trouble. Like today actually is a great example. Uh, you know, I had my my high protein breakfast. I had my high protein lunch. We got back from the workout. Catherine wanted to go get mod pizza and just looked through the menu and I was like, yeah, I can make that work. So I had pizza for dinner. It was great. No, I really love that. And I think you're right. I think um, I actually, so I used to follow like an influencer in college who like weighed out all of her food, you know, meal prepped. And I was like, that feels disordered to me. But that's because I was in my own place with like a disordered relationship with food. And I hadn't yet. So food is so is such an interesting topic, because there are cultural things that we celebrate with food, there's emotional ties to food, there's you know, even like going, you know, we went out for brunch not that long ago. And that was like just an exciting thing to do, eat and not kind of worry about, you know, my macros at that meal or bringing, you know, I know athletes will bring their Tupperware, right? But I'm not, I'm not going to the games. I don't need to bring my Tupperware, but I could if I wanted to. So there's a lot of, I had a lot of like very strong, like emotional ties with food. And also like when I get hangry, like it's out the window, I'll eat literally anything. But I got really into this cycle of, I ate a donut for breakfast. Today's ruined. I'm just going to eat trash the rest of the day. And I had that mindset for a really long time when I would be, you know, overweight and then I would starve myself and be underweight. And it really wasn't until I started tracking macros and like meal prepping that all of a sudden, like my food was just my food. If I ate a donut for breakfast tomorrow, you know, I know I want to go to Carlson's. I want two donuts. I'll put that in my fitness pal for breakfast. And I'm like, okay, now I know what I can do with the rest of my day. Those fit into my macros, you know, and I already know the macros for what my lunch is going to be and my dinner is going to be, and I can pivot. You know, it was a really eye-opening moment for me that just because you have one bad meal or one off meal, the rest of your food doesn't need to be that way. And I know for some people, they're probably like, well, duh, no shit. But I think anybody who's struggled with weight gain and weight loss and body image kind of can easily get wrapped up in that. And once I started meal prepping, it was almost like once the need to figure out where my next meal was coming from was taken out of the equation, I was kind of able to focus. And this, like I said, it's so dramatic. It sounds so dramatic. But if I was having a bad day, I wasn't going to like drive to drive to Burger King and ice cream Sunday because I had my food. And of course, there's I still treat myself with food like I freaking love food. 
but when you're living that life of not actually knowing what you're eating or how much or what what is a serving when you don't know what you're putting into your body and you kind of have have those tendencies already i think that unpredictability can really be throwing off your goals a lot where if you know you have lunch you know you have dinner prepped like you don't need to worry about it it kind of teaches you more flexibility so in the sense where you're you you know some people are going to look at this and be well that's restricting like I had tacos for dinner every night this week like I just knew what was in them so I could plan accordingly like we have we have barbecue chicken pizza or buffalo chicken pizza sometimes you know for lunch every single day we didn't really talk about this do you prep all three meals Actually, um, I don't. So and it depends on, you know, kind of where I am in my life. Now that I'm working from home more, I'm available a little bit more to cook or quickly assemble. Lunches are always pretty much done, because I just don't have the time during the day. But a lot of the time, I'll just prep breakfast and lunch in that way, like dinner, I'll just eat whatever fits my macros, whatever I want. And that's kind of when I need, when I know I'm in a place where I need more flexibility, really zeroing in on like strength or physique or fitness goals or whatever. At that point in time, like I'll meal prep all, all my meals. But I think it depends how much time you want to give on that Sunday. So for somebody who's just starting, don't overwhelm yourself with three meals, do breakfast and lunch. If you set your, if you set yourself up for the day, chances are you can't fuck up a whole day with dinner. (laughs) And if you've already been eating well and feeling good about what you're eating, you're going to make a better choice for dinner. Um, I've got like two more points I'd like to make before we start to wrap up. The first one is don't worry about fucking one day up. I'm a firm believer that we actually aren't on like a 24 hour cycle with our digestion. I personally plan out a day cycle, but like some days I, I come really close to that goal and then some days I barely touch it. And then some days I go over it. I try to be around the same for the week and that's just for an awareness of how much i'm intaking overall but like we're not we're not eating f- like it doesn't reset uh, there's no hard reset at midnight you know what i mean like there's no like oh well, okay now we're starting all over again we're gonna turn that back to zero like you're still burning through there you're still digesting your st- hormones are going all over the place right like you do your body is doing its thing and, and it goes in waves if you have a couple of donuts and you think you fucked up breakfast yeah maybe you did but like Breakfast isn't like the end all be all like I was plenty of days where I fucked up breakfast and I just shake it off and I go, well, I guess I'll just be a little bit more cognizant about the rest of this week or the next couple of days or whatever, you know, sometimes I'm like, fuck it. I don't care anyway. But <laughs> and, and my second point is, is nothing is an on off switch. Nothing is like binary when it comes to training, nutrition, you know, just like health habits like this is a process. You're not going to be like, you know what? I'm going to start meal prepping. And then suddenly every fucking meal, three meals a day for the next 10 years is meal prepped. It's a lot of just learning the process. That's the way I kind of see, like I told you, I don't really meal prep in the traditional sense, but I do have my meals prepared. I know what I'm going to be eating before I eat it. I know about how many calories it is. And that came from a process of like actually starting with the meal prep, going buying the bento boxes, cooking the chicken, realizing it's bland as shit, realizing that. I'm too, I'm too picky with my food to be like eating the same meal every day to find something that works for me to hit my goals. And and maybe if like when my kids are a little bit older and I can actually like make it work, maybe I'll have a little bit more time to make these awesome looking Ashley meals. You know, like I think it's something that a lot of people can really take home and, and and make added value to their life. 
especially if you're the person who's like struggling with what you're going to eat at lunchtime. Even if it's just lunch, it, that takes one third of your decisions for meals out of question. I do. I do have a couple of tips of things that I've tried and have not worked for me that I think um, might add just might benefit somebody else. One, don't boil your vegetables. They suck. They don't hold up well. They will turn into smush. It's disgusting. Um, instead, put them on a sheet pan, spray them with a little bit of cooking spray, double the amount of seasoning, like put on what you think is good and then do it one more time. Broil them under the broiler until they're almost like a little burnt. Like if it's broccoli, like the tip should just be turning like a little black. They It holds up so nice. Um, it doesn't get like kind of funky or soft over time. So that's one, you know, don't, don't boil your vegetables. It's disgusting. Two, um, you can batch prep things. So it doesn't have to be the perfect Instagrammable little container of everything that's weighed out. Like if you're just starting and you're not really sure what to do, get some ground meat, get a grain, like whether it's rice or I shouldn't even say a grain, a carb, you know, potatoes or rice or honest to God, make like meal prep turkey and cheese sandwiches, just wrap the meat and cheese together, keep the bread separate, slap it on at lunch and call it a day. Um, Just make sure you have a fat, a protein and a carb. So like I said, one of the things when I first started, it was like ground turkey. uh, And then I'd put like two packets of taco seasoning in it, cook that and put it in a big container. And then I would do the burnt broccoli and quinoa or rice or, you know, farro or whatever random grain I got, put that in a big container (laughs) And then one of my meals would just be that a combination of those three things. And you can do that, like make two grains, make two proteins, make, you know, and have two fat sources. So, you know, it could be avocado or cooking with olive oil, whatever you want to do. Don't make it overly complicated where you never want to do it again after the first time you do it. Um, There's things I've prepped that like after I finished, I was like, I'm never doing this again. (laughs) So that would be, that would be my second tip. I'm going to repeat this again. And I've said it a lot. Season more than you think you need to. Bland food is disgusting. You won't eat it. You'll waste your money and you'll throw it away. Three, once you get kind of good at honing in your meals, when I did the tally of how much I was spending at restaurants, it was like $200 a week for just one person to eat. And now we get a week's worth of groceries, three meals a day, and and sometimes even snacks for 150 or less for two people a week. And we'll buy some bougie stuff. Like we'll buy like protein bars or protein powder or, you know, something like a treat, something a little extra. Um, so you're going to save a lot of money once you get good at it. You're going to lose a little money in the beginning, figuring out what you like. Buy in bulk. So we buy the bulk packs of chicken and we'll make like either two chicken dishes or we'll just freeze half of the family size pack. And then we don't have to buy as much meat next week. So if you look at the unit price on food, when you're buying those little individual portions of like five chicken tenderloins, the unit price is like $5 a pound where the, the big family style ones are like $1.99 a pound on the unit price. So you're going to save a ton of money and chicken isn't going to go bad in your freezer in a week. And then my, my final tip is invest in some good Tupperware or storage containers because the better the seal, your food will be fresher. That being said, when I started meal prepping, I was poor. So I saved yogurt containers, uh, Chinese takeout containers. Like I just prepped in whatever I could because the idea of buying Tupperware was so extraneous for me at the time. And I have, I have one last thing and then uh, I promise I'll stop talking. Don't try to change your diet 
with meal prepping all at once either. If you're somebody who has been eating, you know, an egg and cheese from from McDonald's every morning with a frappuccino, and then you've been going to, you know, whatever, like take out lunch every day, and you're somebody who doesn't eat a lot of vegetables, or, you know, you haven't been eating a lot of lean protein sources, uh, don't think that you're going to make like farro and quinoa pilaf with super greens and 99% lean turkey and enjoy it. Like nobody's going to enjoy, I'm not going to enjoy that. And I eat that stuff. Don't set yourself up for failure with these huge expectations because just making like one, just think about your next choice, like your next best choice. Sometimes that's going to be, you know, this is Sunday. I don't want to meal prep. This is the only time I have to spend with my family. No problem. Find a quicker solution. Do exactly like you do, Michael, like get the canned chicken and the canned tuna and make that work. Uh, sometimes you're like, you know, Sunday, I need to take two hours. I'm going to prep my breakfast. That'll stop me from going to McDonald's every day. And that'll, you know, I'm going to save this money and I'm going to make this one good decision this week with my food. I don't think any food is good or bad. I also really want to say that like food does not have inherent value that way, not good or bad. (laughs) It's just food. But if you're trying to get into meal prepping, that's, that's probably like the biggest thing I can say is don't just don't like make things, you know, you don't like, or try to force yourself into eating. If you don't like quinoa, don't make quinoa. You don't need to eat it. There's no rule. I think that's a good, just diet as in the sense of like what you eat. I refuse to eat foods. I don't like not because I can't it's because I won't stick with it. Yeah. Not, and not everything needs to be macro five. Like if you want a pizza, order a pizza. The difference is like, if you've been meal prepping and eating these healthier foods all week, you can eat a whole freaking pizza on Saturday night if you want. It's not going to derail you the way it is if you're doing that Monday through Sunday. Um, anything else, guys? We've been recording for a long time, so Cassie's just been pounding white claw because she's like, I don't know, I don't even know, I don't even know what a kitchen is. No, I don't. I don't meal prep, so I just eat based off necessity. Like I say you know, oh, here's turkey and here's some vegetables. That's good for lunch. My main meal is just breakfast where I have like two eggs and like a gigantic like tub of yogurt and fruit. I think that's a good point too. Like it's not for everyone, right? Like sometimes it's best just to grab and go. It's easy enough to where you don't need to prep it. Well, I don't, I don't really need to prep it. Pod Christine deadlift. It was a clean. I've been cutting weight. So I did not PR either one of those, but I was happy with it. I uh, tied my deadlift PR of 419 pounds, missed my previous PR with the clean of 235. I ended up hitting 225. Um, And then I did Christine and I had done that before. And I also did not hit my previous PR on that. That's because I decided to go fucking balls to the walls, crank that damper up to 10. And I got off the rower in round one, like 132, which if you know me, that is unfucking heard of. <laughs> Mistakes were made. Uh, so I did 1432. It was my challenge and I didn't want to do it. And that's why I picked it because I've been deathly afraid of box jumps and rowing and deadlifts since I hurt my back. And now my back is better. So now I'm dealing with it and talking about my back again. Sorry, guys. Um, but I did hit 245 for uh, my deadlift. It's 20 pounds under, under a previous PR. So I'll take that after a year of not deadlifting, but I did match my clean PR, which was 135. Um, so that was really exciting after, like I said, a year of not cleaning. Yay. And you've come so far 
after your back injury. Also, those deadlifts look like butter. I was in I was in the gym when she was doing them. They were like butter. I did do body weight, which uh, <laughs> my new body weight and my old body weight are very different. <laughs> so that was kind of cool. <laughs> so I actually took Monday on my mental health day, and I always PR on a mental health day. So that was my clean day, and I did one seventy. It was the ugliest thing you'll ever see, but it was still a wrap. So the next day I did my uh, deadlift and I went conventional until I got to 275. Then I started doing sumo and got to a solid 280 before I ran out of room on the bar because of poor bar management and weight management. I just capped myself at 280. Um, I definitely could have kept going, but whatever. I've done that before too. It's not worth taking it all off. You're just like, yeah, fuck it. I'm happy with that. Yeah. I'm like, whatever. <laughs> we were, I was doing it during the wad. So I only had a limited amount of time and there was just not enough time to actually move things off and put things on. Um, and then today I roped Louie into doing Christine with me. <laughs> Sucker. And I smoked him. Um, so he got 12 minutes and I got 1137. Body weight is 145, which is 10 pounds higher than my warm-up weight but it felt really heavy hey guys it's michael the audio kind of cut out when we're going over what i had picked for the pod wad i'm just coming in during editing and i'm going to explain what we're going to do it's going to be based off of the marine corps pft but it's not quite the marine corps pft uh, we're going to do uh we're going to do one max set of pull-ups these pull-ups are strict and then we're also going to do a three mile run and instead of doing the uh, sit-ups or crunches we're going to borrow the 30 pound ammo can lift from the marine corps cft i just think these three movements are probably a better test for the ladies obviously we do not have an ammo can so we are going to use a dumbbell but it is literally just two minutes max push press you can put it down if you need to it's just max reps for two minutes 30 pound dumbbell and that's the test guys i uh, hope you enjoy it as much as we do this will be fun i'm really interested to see where we'll score yeah let's see if i'll get recruited is it single arm or double arm so yeah you're gonna do a double arm because it's actually supposed to be like you're holding an ammo can it's from like the event that's supposed to be like practical it's actually like a really cool event i would love to do you would need to have like long pants and get like muddy and a person and a lot of things that we don't have but it is actually like a really cool event. Yeah, it's too bad we couldn't get on base because I did do the like Marine Corps obstacle obstacle course before. Oh, the obstacle course is dope. But uh, I was not like in the shape of it now. And I feel like now I would have so much more fun doing it. I think it's one of those things that looks so much harder than it is. It's mostly like practice. It was scary. That's what it was for me. Like hanging upside down and shimmying down things was just like a little horrifying. I'm so afraid of falling. It's one of my biggest fears is like falling. Yeah, so if you want to reach us, you can email us at wadofmouth at gmail.com. Uh, my inbox for that is still empty, just so you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Christine gave me brand love, so. But you can also find us on Instagram at wadofmouth. Drop something in our DMs. That's still empty, too. And then you can find me and my meme page at live, laugh, wad, at live underscore laugh underscore lot and you can find me at prep it real good i'm really bad at responding to dms but if you do ever want advice just i'll get back to you don't be offended if it takes a little bit um but you can check out what i eat in a day it's very interesting and you can find me at platy bro fitness he's platy i'm dude bro 
He's almost vaccinated. You might see us. In the meantime, watch us work out.